Great to see you. I've got four children. Um, one is overseas, one is leading worship in Durban, one is watching rugby in the Midlands, and one is with me. And um, <clears throat> he started vomiting last night. And um, I'm a great dad, but I needed my wife. <laughs> she wasn't there. So the thing I put in the family group this morning was, after I got a whole lot of, you're a wonderful dad, I said, my dad's skills failed dismally last night. I had a puking son. I didn't really know what to do. We needed his mother. You know, sometimes it's easier to pray for the salvation of Russia than it is to deal with your sick child. You know, Putin and Zelensky, they can get saved. Jesus, I pray, Father. And then your child is sick and you think, oh. But I did see after I'd put him to bed that he had smashed 10 fricadels from Woolies. He had... He had finished the peppermint crisp tart. He had a Nutella sandwich just before his Roman pizza. So I excluded swine flu and COVID as the possible cause. And I put it down to the lack of a good mother and some overindulgent fast food options. I did check him at 3.30 this morning. His breathing was normal and there was no temperature. Happy Father's Day. Mel, please come back quickly. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Great to see you. We're stopping our series just for today. I want to say Happy Father's Day. Say Happy Father's Day. And for many people, it would be Happy Father's Day, and that is really true. For me, it's a Happy Father's Day. My dad has passed away, but I have great memories of him. 0834492878 is his cell phone number. I long for it to ring. There are many days when I hear my phone ring, I think I just wish it was that number. 0834492878. It goes like this. How's it, Poiki? I say, no, Dad, how are you? He says, how are you? That's more important. And, and, and it leaves deep memories inside of you, doesn't it? But, but for some of you, it's not a happy day because your memories are not good memories. But actually, the greatest father of them all is God the Father. Amen. And I want to speak to you just a few things about God the Father. I've been here for 10 years. I only have one message. I use different scriptures for it. And that Jesus Christ came, He is the way, the truth, and the life, and the only way to the Father is through Him. The destination of Christianity is not heaven, the destination of Christianity is a Father. And I preached here one year, the first Father's Day I ever did here, we spoke about Noah, when Noah got drunk, and he was naked, and he was lying down on the ground, making an absolute fool of himself, like some of your fathers have done in your life. And his two sons walked in backwards with cloths, and they covered their father. And we had, for those who are new to the life of this church, we had people walking backwards with cloths in their hand. And it's not natural to walk backwards. It's unnatural to walk backwards. You, you, you want to know where you're going. But, but you have to do something unnatural, or may I say supernatural, in order to cover your naked, drunk father so that you can actually walk back forwards and free. And I'll never forget a man, a man in this church who's written 48 books. He's a highly skilled man. He's an author of many books, but his father was a great disappointment and destructive influence in his life. And I remember this very competent man walking backwards in this church, and the closer he got to the front, his knees buckled. As he, I mean, we didn't, even, we didn't have anything in the front. We just had a, a make-believe father lying here, drunk father, naked father, exposed father, abusive father, absent father, alcoholic father, authoritarian father. And these people just kind of put the cloth there and they walked away and many of them walked away free. 
I remember a year we preached on Psalm 103. You, you won't remember. I don't, I don't have any notes, but I remember we preached on Psalm 103, and it talks about God the Father. It says this. He's got a thick skin. He's got a short memory. He's got a long fuse, and he's got a big heart. He's got a thick skin. He's not easily offended by you and by your stuff. He's got a short memory. He doesn't remember your sin. He doesn't remember your disqualifications. He doesn't remember your stupidity. He doesn't remember when you were snorting drugs. He's got a short memory. He's got a long fuse. He's not easily angered. And he's got a big heart. Amen? Remember speaking from 1 Kings chapter 1. It says in brackets when David is talking about his sons, one of his sons is acting really badly. And it says his father never interfered by asking this question, why do you behave as you do? And we spoke about what it means to have an interfering father. I remember the long walk into my dad's office. He, he, he was, his office was like a double story. And every now and again, he'd just like and say, would you meet me in my office? I thought, oh. Like, mm. I'd go into his office, and, and in his office were two pictures of me, one with braces, which speaks of my imperfections, and one with pimples, which speaks of my immaturity. And they were on his office board for everybody to see. All his business colleagues that came in saw pictures of his imperfect son and his immature son, but those are the pictures in the stage of my life that my dad decided to display because he was proud of me, pimples and imperfections. But he was brave enough to interrupt in my life. He was brave enough to tell me where I was going wrong. He was brave enough to address my habits. Amen? Amen. And if that's a father on earth, the Bible says, though they are evil and everybody teases me and they know how to give good gifts to, to their children, how much more? Say how much more? how much more. So when we sit here on Father's Day, friends, it doesn't actually matter how good or bad your father was. I want to just say to you, my father in heaven is a how much more father. He interferes. He's got a thick skin. He's got a short memory. He's got a long fuse. He's got a big heart. And today I pray that we cover somehow the nakedness of our own fathers, the drunkenness of our own fathers, and walk out of this auditorium completely and utterly free. I want to show you a picture of a little young man, and I know the headmaster of Vodacliff is making some call, but I want to tell you there's some little boys, young boys from, from Gasfontein that are making calls. That, that is a young man called Martin Els. There is mum and dad standing next to the pool. But he woke up. I think he's in grade eight or nine. He was grade nine. He, he woke up last week and he said, I want that black preacher to baptize me. You see, this is what it says, friends, if we know the Bible. This is what it says. It says there's one faith, one love, one baptism, one father of all. Say all. So he doesn't know what he, I mean, I'm sure he knows what he's doing because he's a, he's a bright, smart, prophetic young man. But he made a decision the week before Father's Day to actually demonstrate what it means for everybody to sit in the same room and to know what it means to have a Father in heaven who is absolutely equal to every one of us and we have got equal access to every, every single one of us got equal access to him. So this is what it says in Matthew 28. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father. 
Say it. So the moment that Martin Else stood here with a black preacher and his mom and dad on that side, inside of this water, friends, is the name of the Father. Everything the Bible says about the Father is inside the water. Everything the Bible says about the Son is inside the water. Everything the Bible says about the Holy Spirit is inside the water. And the moment you go down into that water, when you come up, the influence of your earthly father is replaced by the influence of the heavenly father. It has to be. It has to be. Otherwise, we get baptized, and three, four, five, six, seven, eight years later, we're saying, my father was a drunk, or my father was absent. No, the moment you go into that water, everything that the Bible says about God fills you. And friends, I don't know if you know the story about baptism, but if people committed murder or sin in the, in, in the old times, instead of giving them a jail term, they would take the dead man that they had killed, and they would strap him to your back. And you would carry this dead man around with you. It doesn't matter how strong you are. It doesn't matter how many times you go to gym. It doesn't matter if you play squash or tennis or athletics. Eventually, friends, that dead man is too heavy. And, and, and you start to, you, you, you start to, isn't that what happened to you, sir? Isn't that what happened? The man on your back became too heavy, hey? And you can't lift him anymore. And so when you see a young man getting, a six-year-old boy getting baptized, in an, you think, well, surely that's too young. No, no, that boy got baptized because he knows, the father knows that the man, the dead man, the old man, the murdered man on your back is too heavy for you to carry, sir. So he organized the Father's Day service for you, sir. And one day it was for me long ago, and next week it'll be for somebody else. But the moment you go down, the dead man gets left in the water and the new man rises. Say happy Father's Day. It doesn't matter who your dad was. It doesn't matter if some of you don't even know your fathers. And you're sitting here and think, I wish I could. I... We've, got, we've got a doctor in our church who's three children. We're killed last year. I don't know if you're sitting here this morning, but what does happy Father's Day look like for him? It must be the worst day on earth or. These are the words he said to me. I know this, that my daughters have gone to heaven. I also know this, if they had not gone to heaven, I'm not sure that I would have gone to heaven. And so we said, does it make it easier? It makes it no easier. But you know what happened? He got baptized into the Father. And all that weight, all that, all that stuff somehow gets left in the water. We start to carry. The new Father, the new hope, the new perspective. If you're hurt, if you've been disappointed, if men have beaten you up, it doesn't matter, friends. Baptism in the Father creates a completely new perspective on your life. And Happy Father's Day includes everybody in this auditorium today. It says this in John chapter 8. There are two fathers. You belong to your father, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies... He speaks his native language. Just keep that up there. What's your native language? Afrikaans. 
What's your native language? His native language is lying. You believe that, eh? Your native language, Koza, your native language, Sutu, your native language, Greek, your native language, lying. So now we've got two fathers. We've got a father in heaven who speaks the truth, and we've got a father from the pit who speaks lies. And I want to ask you today, which father are you celebrating? One names you, one labels you. One qualifies you, one disqualifies you. One covers your sin, one reveals your sin. Which father are you going to listen to? We can put up Colossians chapter 1, please. Giving thanks to the Father. Say Father. Father. Say Happy Father's Day. Day. Who has qualified? Say who has. has. Qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of the light. Say who has qualified you. Who is not going to qualify you. Who has qualified you. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm qualified. I'm qualified. I want to tell you, friends, you know how many disqualified people are sitting in this auditorium today? You've disqualified yourself through choices, you've disqualified yourself through, all, and you're unqualified. But the Bible says I'm qualified. That is this relationship with God. We're sitting in Pretoria, we're sitting in a university city. For unqualified and disqualified people, this is unbelievable news. But for qualified people, doctors and lawyers and accountants, this is equally good news. Because we literally get our value from this horizontal perspective. I'm qualified. I'm going to make a living. I've got enough money to earn. I've got houses. I've got cars. And we give status at this level. Happy Father's Day says you're qualified. I don't have a degree. My two children that have school have got degrees. They've got honors degrees. You must get qualified. But this qualification, friends, is not going to get you into heaven. This qualification is going to get you into heaven. Say this, I'm qualified. I am qualified. John chapter 14, please. You know all these scriptures. I just want to wish you happy Father's Day. John 14, verse 8. Philip said, Lord, show us the? Say it. And that will be enough for us. Say enough. Clint and I are... We're deeply affected, and so is this church beat, by a couple called Doug and Sheena MacDonald. Uh, many of you don't know Doug and Sheena MacDonald. I was in a church with him. I was on eldership with him for about 25 years in Durban. I only heard him preach once in 25 years. He was an elder, but he wasn't a preacher. And the only time I heard him preach was when he put a dining room table on the stage. He sat on the dining room table, and he said, I don't want to build a mega church. I want to build a family. And that was the most profound thing that ever happened in my life. And I realized that day, I don't want to build a mega church. I want to build a family. And his wife died this week. She got cancer six weeks ago in her bones, went to her organs, and she passed away. Clint and I flew down there. And that's probably the man that showed us the father more than anything else. Now, I would say to Dougie, Dougie, he's 75 years old. He's my dad, but in many ways, I've been his dad because actually he sat under my preaching for 15 years, and now I've got to sit down and say, Dougie, you've got to see the Father, because that's going to be enough. Because he keeps saying, I don't know how I live without Sheena. 
So now if you see the father, it'll be enough, Dougie. And then his daughter's in England. And her daughter's just been diagnosed. She just had a little, he's a little granddaughter. She's just been diagnosed with autism. And now they've got a major journey ahead. Show me the father, and that'll be enough. That'll be enough. Show me the father, that'll be enough. That'll be enough. Rory, you don't understand. I'm divorced. I'm lonely. If I show you the father, if I show you the father, that'll be enough. The father who qualifies you. The father who's got a thick skin and a short, long fuse and a short memory and a big heart. It's enough for you. And while your business is going through all these things, and I pray for your business, drove past your business, Nuco on the side of the road. Bless Nuco, Lord God. With these economic conditions, bless them, Lord God. I know where your businesses are. Nico, I know where your business is in Cape Town, in Durbanville. I know where it is. I know where it is in Cape Town. Just before you go over the road, but into, I know where your businesses are. Lord, bless him. Lord God, show him the Father, Lord God. Father God, keep revealing yourself to him, Lord God. In this prayer, I pray every our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Lord God, would you just reveal yourself because there's another Father and his native language is lying. He's a liar. He's a thief. He's a marauder. Don't let that voice come over our people, Lord God. There's Geraldine. Many of you will not know Geraldine. Why don't you stand, Geraldine? Sorry to embarrass you. This church was planted nearly 30 years ago. Geraldine came with that plant. She was one of the original 12 people who came on the church plant. Her husband has subsequently had two major brain interruptions, which has really eliminated him from society in many ways. I get an SMS. I go into Doug and Sheena's house. I'm sitting in Doug's house. I get an SMS from Geraldine, who's the sole breadwinner of her family. And she says, Dear Rory, I've just heard the tragic news of Sheena. Sheena has had a profound impact on my life. She left 30 years ago. Sheena's had a profound impact on my life. Please will you send me Doug's bank account details just so that I can help him through this time. Show us the father. How? Through single income homes in Pretoria, sewing back into friendships that are 30 years old. Amen? Why don't you stand, doctor? Divorced, rejected, no one to back you, nowhere to go, but with a dream in your heart, I want to become a doctor. I want to become a doctor. And then God sends you a man to love you and to look after you and to go to work so that you can go to university and you walk back into this church, a qualified doctor. Say qualified. Because I want to tell you there was a whole time in your life where everybody disqualified you. Your marriage disqualified you. People disqualified you. Your friends disqualified you. But God qualified you. I want to say this to you, doctor. I've called you doctor from the day you registered. Show us the Father. And that will be enough for us. That will be enough for us. What's your name, ma'am? Yeah. Lisa. 
Yeah, you cry. You cry, Lisa. Now you cry. Put your books down and just lift your hands. It's okay. It's okay. I tell you about my dad. I can tell you about my dad. He's got a big heart. He's got a thick skin. He's got a long fuse. He's got a short memory. I tell you about my dad. The Bible says he's exceedingly abundantly more than I can ask or imagine. I tell you about my dad. When you were designed, Liesl, you were designed with a gift of speaking. You're going to tell people about God. You're going to tell them about God the Father. You're going to tell them about God the Father. You're going to tell people He's kind and He's generous and He's holy and He's strong and He's protective. I don't know what words have been spoken of you, but I want to speak words of love over you. Words of kindness. Words of the absolute grace of God, the love of God, the kindness of God. If people have said to me, will you explain God? I'd say God is kind. God is kind. And you know how generous he is? You know, it's easy when you get two jackets. The Bible says, if you've got two jackets, give to the one who's got none. It says, the father loved us so much that he gave his one and only son. You want to talk about Happy Father's Day? We are sitting under the generosity of an extravagant God. Bless you, Liesl. Bless you. Bless you. I think you asked this question, God, can you pick me out of a crowd? And God's just answered it. He can pick you out of a crowd. Anytime. Let's read Ephesians chapter 3, if you don't mind. For this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom His whole family in heaven and earth derives its name. For this reason, I just kneel before the Father. I just kneel before the Father and I realize that you and I share the same name. We've got the same name. When Christian, Malol, Nawesh, Congolese man climbed into the baptism pool with Martin Els and Afrikaner, they share the same name. When that young boy of six years old got baptized today with a man who's probably 50 years old, they share the same name. And when the Mozambican pastor and his wife come today, I just get on my knees, Kelmita, and I say, I kneel before the Father because we share the same name. People criticize me when Black Lives Matter hits. They said I'm not giving enough attention. Black Lives Matter takes place here. Sonship takes place here. And eventually we'll fit. If we do not understand that you and I are united by God in a place that nobody else can reach except for Jesus, we will continue to fight around philosophies on the earth.
Happy Father's Day. I haven't even looked at my notes. What do they say? Let's have a look at Luke 6. And we'll close. Luke 6. But love your enemies. Do good to them and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great and you'll be sons of the Most High. Because He is kind, say kind, to the ungrateful and to the wicked. Be merciful on Father's Day, just as your Father is merciful. This is my prayer. Let your dad off the hook. Let your enemies off the hook. Let your wife off the hook. Let your children off the hook. Let your boss off the hook. Happy Father's Day. God bless you.